All right, man, we're back for another exciting episode. And I'm saying exciting because there's nothing I love more than the spooky season. So we're kicking off October um, all month. I got a lot of cool spooky episodes for you. And I always find these to be the most fun, most entertaining, most exciting ones to do. The rest of the year is kind of hard to come up with subjects that I'm really interested in talking about, and October is great because I can just hammer out spooky stuff, and um, we're going to get that started in just a second here. I'm already getting ahead of myself. Let's hit the theme song and uh, get the Fright fright, uh, Mare started. Here we go. What's up, everybody? I got ahead of myself. Welcome to everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is Just Okay. I'm your host, Nick Rose, and I'm going to be bringing you all kinds of cool stuff all month long. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I got some scary stories, um, maybe some cool movie recommendations like I do every every October. Um, you can always go back to the, the old episodes. I might repost some of them so you can get a, a feel for some uh, really good uh, scary Movies that you might not have ever seen or heard of, but guaranteed to give you shivers down your spine. Grab yourself a bowl of Count Chocula, and let's get started, right? (laughs) So, um, it is October 1st, actually, that I'm recording this, and uh, I'm really excited, man. So, what's been going on? whole lot of, I don't know what, um... A lot of a lot of just being tired. Uh, last episode I had the state was on fire. Uh, that's still actually going in effect since the last episode I did, which was quite a while ago. And I got to stop doing that. I want more consistency in the show, and I say that every time I take these long breaks. Um, it would be it'd be good if I did these in seasons again. This would technically be season what four or five, I believe, of the show. But I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to work that out. Um, a lot of it's just hard to, to find time, and I, I say that every time, too. I'm not making excuses, but there's there's a time, uh, whatever. The kids are finally back in school, and that makes it easier enough to to record the episodes because I'm not I'm not hounded with with kids in my in my midst all day, uh, being loud and obnoxious and crazy. But <laughs> I love them. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it makes it hard to do the podcast. And then um, my wife's been staying up later, too. So it's like I, I can't even do the podcast until she goes to bed. And it, it's just been, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can make as many excuses as I, as I want. I can make the time. And that's what I'm doing today because I'm really excited. Um, like I said, it's the spooky season. So uh, we're going to get into some spooky talk. We got songs. Um, I'll bring back the trivia. All kinds of cool stuff today. Uh, but first, I mean, this is my rants and raves, right? So what have I been up to? Bought a drum set, which I'm really excited about. Um, back in 2006, uh, my wife and I moved in together for the first time. Um, and when we did that, I, I sold my old drum kit and uh, 
I've regretted it ever since. I've always wanted another one. Um, and it just so happened her her uncle had come across one, and I ran down and picked that thing right up. And uh, the kids and I have been having a blast with it. Uh, we've been rocking out Partridge Family style. So that's been pretty <laughs> pretty fun. I'll plug in the guitars, let them beat on the drums, and we uh, put on a rock show in the basement to an audience of one. So <laughs> one being the cat, and uh, he's spooked, but... Um, no, man, other than that, it's just work. Work's been crazy, uh, short-staffed always, and I feel like, I feel like I'm always there, and I'm always putting in so much effort that when I come home, I'm just, I'm literally too exhausted to do anything. Um, there's been, uh, there's been time where I've had days off, and all I want to do is just rest and sleep. I don't want to to go anywhere or talk to anyone. It's hard to plug in a microphone and hit record, I guess, because I, I haven't done it. And um, I want to put a stop to that. I want to get get going on here because I, I did have, what, back in July or August, I had planned for at least a good 25 shows that I wanted to do. Um, they're still on that list. I still have those. We're going to put them aside today because I came up with a new list for today. Um but oh what else is new what else is new i've been uh harassing people over text message which sounds bad out of context but um as we all know and i don't i don't do this so uh i get a lot of uh political texts on my my phone and it's getting to the point where it's like i'm i'm seeing them on every every tv commercial every ad online I, I'm getting I can't log into my email without some registration thing for voting and, and political nonsense and I'm hearing it on the radio and on my podcasts and on the TV and getting them in my mailbox and now they're texting me too and uh, I've been having fun with those people because <laughs> I've been I've been texting back some uh, some crazy uh, conspiracy theories because those are always fun and they get people off your back. So a <laughs> uh, little little tip there if you're getting tired of those text messages too. Uh, just uh, just send them a long paragraph about reptilians and they, they tend to leave you alone and tell you, oh, we're sorry to bother you, sir. But it, it's all fun and games, you know. Uh, I've been getting those a lot. Oh, what else, man? I always want to cram everything into a couple minutes here. Um you know, this this will actually coincide with what we're talking about today. Um, uh, well, okay. So I've been... Uh, I collect Funko Pops now, uh, which is kind of cool. I, I don't know if you guys have seen them on my Instagram account. But, um, you know, when Funko Pops came out, I thought, these are hideous. I don't like these. <laughs> They're weird-looking bobblehead things and... You know, before you know it, a couple of years go by, and I'm like on the prowl form trying to hunt a bunch down because they're cool. And um, I've got a, I got a couple good collections here, and I got a couple good sources. And every time I see a store that has Funko Pops, I always have to stop and uh, check them out and see what they've got and see what I don't have. And uh, most recently, I've been collecting uh, '80s movies. Um, Pops. I got a I got a cool Rodney Dangerfield one from Caddyshack. 
and uh, got a Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and also got a Phoebe Cates, which is awesome because uh, who doesn't love Phoebe, right? Um, got those. I mean, I've been displaying those all over the house. I got the Batman collection, and most recently, uh, this is gonna go into what I'm talking about today, kind of. Um, I got the the Creep from Creep Show. And he's actually holding the comic book and everything. I've got him on my wall. And uh, a couple days ago, I actually bought Elvira. And uh, she's she's laying on the couch. And I'm still waiting for it to show up. Because a lot of stores don't have the pops you want. you got to go online to all these specialty places to get them and stuff. And I got an Elvira. So um, I'm excited for that to show up. Um, I've been fighting with this dude on eBay. Well, not really fighting with him. fighting with myself, more mostly. Because I wanted... The complete series of Tales from the Crypt. I was like, that would be a good way to kick off the Halloween season. We'll get Tales from the Crypt. I'll show the wife and stuff because the Crypt Keeper used to terrify me as a kid, and I always knew when that music hit. I mean, you know, I love everything Danny Elfman does, but when that music hit, I know, man, I've got a few seconds, run and hide, get in bed, because when he comes out of that coffin and screams, he's coming to get me. And, you know, it's fun to revisit that as you get older. And uh, I wanted the complete set of Tales from the Crypt. And so I found it on eBay. And I was like, oh, I have to have this. It was 40 bucks. Not bad, you know, for seven complete seasons, you know, all in one box set. So I bought it from this dude. He had 100% positive rating. But uh, I bought it and he immediately marked it as shipped, which I hate when people do that because... You didn't ship it the second I paid for it, so why are you marking it as shipped, right? Well, the thing is, he took my money, marked it as shipped, and then a couple days later deleted his account. And this was over a month ago, and eBay's response team sucks. And it's all automated, robotic, and uh, it's all automated responses. And so when you when you have a question, it thinks inside its little box to give you an answer. Well, I'm trying to get a hold of some actual person from eBay. Uh, it's been about a month, and I, I still can't get through to anyone about this, but um, still haven't received my Tales from the Crypt DVD, and uh, I have no way of contacting the guy to get my money back because he deleted his account. And uh, there's been no update on the shipment or any of that for my my discs, and so I'm out forty bucks, and I didn't get my Tales from the Crypt DVD. So <clears throat> I went out to uh, I went out to the local Walmart, which I hate because I know they had one set, they had a box set in the DVD section. So I was like, you know what, screw it, I'm just gonna go pick that up, and then if I can fight and get my refund later, I'll do that. So I went out to to there to get my uh, my disc and. Couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, really, of all times, this, this DVD set has been here for years. Nobody wants it. I'm coming to get it today, and it's gone. So I'm pissed, and I'm looking through, and I'm, I'm going through every every DVD. I'm in there for like an hour, going through every single one, every DVD bin. Nothing. Can't find it. It's gone. So I'm like, well, oh, well, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss here. That sucks. Maybe I can order it on Amazon Prime or something like that, right? And I start walking, <clears throat> and I'm leaving, and I just so happen to look over at, like, the kids' shoe section, because, you know, I'm passing through, you got to go through there to get to the snacks and stuff, and it was like someone had picked it up and decided not to get it, 
and they just tossed it in the kid's shoe, shoe department. And so by some strange luck, I actually got the last case of DVDs, the, the complete Tales from the Crypt set. Bought it. It was 60 bucks there, so, you know, you do the math. I spent 100 bucks on this stupid DVD set. But well worth it. Came home. We watched season one uh, in, like, two days. <coughs> um, seven seasons. It's, it's cool. It still holds up. And, uh, I mean, when you think about it, I was listening to the... Uh, the uh, Eli Roth's History of Horror podcast, where he's talking to Stephen King. And King wrote Creep Show. And that came out, um, the movie came out back in the early 80s and uh, inspired the TV series for Tales from the Crypt. But if you listen to the podcast, Stephen King was inspired by the original EC Comics, Tales from the Crypt, when he wrote Creepshow. So that came full circle, and I thought that was really cool. Speaking of horror stuff, um, and I'm just ranting here, uh, I recently got Shudder, and uh, I know they're not, I'm not being sponsored, I shouldn't advertise things, but I am loving Shudder. It, it is so cool, it's like Netflix for horror films and shows, and if you love all things scary and horror, Get Shutter. It was fifty bucks for the whole year, and uh, I've been I've been binging um, horror horror shows, documentaries. They got one about Tom Savini and all his makeup effects, which is really cool. But I started with um, In Search of Darkness: A Journey into Iconic Eighties Horror. It's a documentary that chronicles from nineteen eighty to eighty nine the uh, the horror genre and how they uh, how it changed and how it led to what it is today uh starting with you know slasher films and i don't know they go into really really deep detail about horror movies and it's probably one of the coolest documentaries i've ever seen i watched it over the course of a couple days because it's a four and a half hour documentary and it all plays at once so it's not like episodes say you need pause it and go to bed come back after work put it on again so i'm watching it I'm watching it for a second time with my wife, showing her this stuff. And the the weird thing is, or the difference is, she's enjoying it in a different light. Like, finding out about all this stuff she's never heard of. Whereas me, I know about 95% of these movies, and I, I own them or I've seen them in some way. There's a couple here that I don't have, and I'm writing them down on my list to check out and stuff. But um, most of them are on Shutter, so I'm, I'm watching... A lot of that stuff. Uh, they got a Puppet Master movie on there called The Littlest Reich, which I watched. It's about... <laughs> if you've ever seen Puppet Master, you know it's it's about these little creepy puppets that uh, go on a killing spree. But this one's about uh, Nazis. Nazi puppets and how they were created by uh, German Nazis in the 40s. Uh, not a good movie. Um, and and I've, I've gone out to a couple DVD shops trying to, to hunt down the Puppet Master movies. And I got a... I got a, one the other day. It was a three-pack. I go, cool, man. I got the first three Puppet Master movies. Went back yesterday, got another three-pack, you know, four, five, and six. And I'm like, cool, I've got got all six Puppet Master movies. This is great. And then I get home, and I come to find out that there's, there's actually 14 of them. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to be buying the rest of them because uh, I, I don't know. I'd rather watch Pumpkinhead, I think. But <laughs> that one, it, it was okay. Uh, the other one I was I was checking out was uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, which is a great campy horror comedy, and it's got Elvira. So 
she looks great in it. She's funny and awesome and cool and I don't know. Elvira Mistress of the Dark. That one's good. That inspired me. I was like, I gotta go buy out I gotta go buy the pop mile. I got that. Um Creep Show actually has a new series uh exclusive to Shudder that we've been watching. Um, Creepshow, if you don't know, I, I know I've talked about it a couple times on this episode here. It's an anthology horror series, so it's many stories uh, compiled into one, and it's told like a comic book. And um, it's really awesome. There was three movies made. The third movie is really hard to find, or at least it was for me. I, I had a hard time finding that one, but uh, when I got it, uh, still haven't watched it yet, but I've got the first two that I've seen multiple times, and then the series on on Shudder is really awesome because it's newer, it's revamped. Um, <clears throat> there's two two stories per episode. Uh, they're really good, really creepy, really well shot. Uh, done by Greg Nicotero, who did The Walking Dead. Um, someone watching those, and then there's another series I've been getting into and getting the wife into. Uh, the Joe Bob's Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, I don't know if you guys know him. He's a he's a film critic, but he does these uh, these these series of shows called uh, the the Last Drive-In, where he'll, he'll sit there and he'll talk about a movie and its history of the movie, and he'll show a movie, and then in between like commercial breaks, he'll he'll come back and talk about the movie and stuff. It's like the old old uh, Grindhouse features or the old way they used to watch horror movies back in the day. It's really fun to watch and learn about and and he talks a lot kind of like i'm doing now and but he's very knowledgeable about the movies that he's showing he kind of reminds me of a of a texas horror version of kevin smith because uh kevin's awesome and he talks a lot and he knows a lot but that's this guy with horror movies and uh i watched the tourist uh cannibal holocaust Texas Chainsaw, the original Texas Chainsaw, which is really hard to find um, on DVD. And I actually went to my uh, my hole-in-the-wall DVD shop the other day to find the original Texas Chainsaw because I don't have it, even though it's on Shutter. They had the remake um, <clears throat> with, with Jessica Biel, which I love that one. I have that one, and I've seen it many times. But I guess Texas Chainsaw Massacre is still banned in a lot of countries. And it's a really hard movie to find. The one thing that I found was odd about it is they had one copy of the remake and it was locked up in a box, like a like a plastic, uh, what do you call it? The security boxes that they, they put everything in where you have to get a manager's help to unlock the box to get the disc out. It's the only one they had in the entire store that was in a box like that. And I thought that was, that was kind of weird. But... Uh, <clears throat> Going through my DVD rack, I've been uh, trying to compile a list of horror movies that um, I think I can watch with my kids this year. Not my, not my, not the, my my daughter. She's only five, and I'm not going to be showing her horror movies, even though she comes sneaking out and watching them in the hallway. And I'm, yeah, get back in bed, you know. But my son, I think he's he's almost ten, and I think he's at that age now where I can start showing him some cool stuff. I mean, we watched the Paranormal Activity movies over the summer. Uh, he's he's seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street, Evil Dead Two, because it's not as scary as the first Evil Dead. Um, so I'm putting together a list of of movies that I think he would enjoy this Halloween. Because as we know, we all know about the coronavirus. You know, there's a pandemic. Uh, some people act surprised like they've never heard of it, even though where have you been for the last year? This whole year has been ruined because of it. 
But uh, Halloween is no exception to that rule. And uh, we've decided, and as a lot of people have decided, we're not going trick-or-treating this year. And that sucks. Um, you know, we always host uh, a trunk-or-treat at my wife's church. Uh, we always set up in the parking lot and give the kids candy and stuff because it's it's safe. And this year, man, there's been a lot of human trafficking in, uh, I'm getting real with you, human trafficking in, especially in our area, um, actually, you know, across the, across the way here, a couple houses down, it's like where it starts and it's gotten to the point where we won't go for, go out for walks anymore. Um, I don't let the kids go out and play. There's been a lot of, uh, a lot of kids being taken, a lot of women being taken and, and they're at the grocery stores. Even there was one at, uh, one of the grocery stores up, up by my house here. I mean, it's probably like a, maybe 10 minute drive from here. Um, where it, which used to be a blockbuster. It's now like a, like a carpet cleaning store or something like that. But anyway, in that parking lot of the grocery store, these, uh, these people are targeting teenage girls. Um, you know, they got caught. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they got caught and uh, they were luring girls in with church flyers saying, Hey, you know, you look like you could use some help. Uh, why don't you come to our church and check it out? And then these girls are never heard from again. Sounds like a like a like a terrible horror movie plot, but this is really going on. And uh, <clears throat> a couple couple of places, there's a I hate to mention their name again, but Walmart by our house, uh, where guys are just scouring the parking lot looking for women and kids. And uh, my wife actually went grocery shopping a couple weeks back, and sure enough, man, there was a dude at at her her driver's window looking for money. And while she was distracted telling this guy no, another dude was looking at the passenger door. And that's how it starts. And, you know, she was smart enough to hit the gas, you know, floor it. And if you hit him, you hit him. Get him out of the way. But it's getting to that point where it's like I don't feel safe taking the kids out, especially, you know, as is everyone's wearing masks as it is. You can't identify anybody. And then uh, on Halloween, add the costumes on top of that. And it's just it's not a safe year for anything it's not not just having to do with coronavirus and and you know going door to door taking candy from strangers i'm not going to sit there and lysol every piece of candy the kids get but i also don't want something bad to happen to the kids um where you know it could easily be avoided if we don't go and i know the kids are kind of bummed about that and you know we're looking at halloween costumes and i'm like hey what do you guys want to be and my son said it you know, perfect. He goes, well, what's the point? <laughs> so the point is, I'm going to try to make it fun no matter what. We're going to get some pizza. Told him we'll go to the, to the store. I'll let him pick out whatever candy he wants. And uh, if you guys are out there looking for ideas, um, we're going to we're gonna set up the house. We're going to set up the house in a spooky way with banners and fog machines and black lights. It's going to be, uh, I don't know, like a kind of like a haunted house. A little bit, even though it's our house, right? And uh, we're going to turn the lights off and hide their candy throughout the house. They're going to go looking for it in the dark, like an Easter egg hunt. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, get lots of snacks, food, um, snacks, snacks and food. <laughs> Pizza, chips, cupcakes, you know, the, the normal uh, Halloween horror foods. <clears throat> get some spooky punch, you know. 
And uh, we're going to do some horror movie marathons. So I've actually been compiling a list for my son that I could watch with him this year that I think would be uh, appropriate. And uh, I'll give you that list here in case you guys are looking for something to watch maybe you've never seen. Because I've got a huge array of horror movies. Um, I don't know. You guys have seen... You guys have seen the DVD rack on my Instagram page and stuff. I, I've got well over six or seven thousand movies, and um, everyone's like, "Oh, oh, look at that! You're so old and outdated." DVDs, yeah, everything's streaming in your cloud. Well, what happens when the internet crashes, right? <laughs> Just like uh, I, I give my wife a hard time because she she signed up for Spotify and, and paid for it, and I've got this hard drive. I got I've got an external hard drive. It's got two terabytes full of music. Um, I've got everything I need. Uh, I've got, I've got my iPod, which I mean, obsolete now, I guess. But whatever, dude. To have you know almost five thousand songs in my pocket at any given time that I've specifically chosen, you know, um, I think that's that's uh, the way to go. Still, I mean, I still have a Walkman from from back in the day. I I got cassette tapes and vinyl and all that stuff. But you know, she signed up for the Spotify premium and i gave her a hard time i was making fun of her and she's like why are you being so mean and i said look i don't i don't condone it because i would rather own my music i i don't want to rent music and that's what you're doing when you're paying a monthly subscription to spotify or pandora or whatever you're renting that music because um, what happens when you when you uh cancel your subscription all that goes away right so you're renting music i want to own it all also, we go on road trips and stuff. What happens when your internet doesn't work, right? My, I have it there. I put it in there. I know what I'm listening to. It's ad-free, and, and it's mine to, to keep. So um, I do the same with movies. And, and a lot of, uh, you know, the cool thing about the movie rack, it's like having albums, but, but they're visual, you know, visual albums. And uh, I like to have the physical media in my hand. There's something special about getting a, a movie and, and looking at it and holding it in your hand. And I don't know. I think this generation's kids are really missing out on that. And, uh, but I, I went off on a rant here. I've got this huge array of movies that I have curated and selected uh, for my kid to watch. And I, I know I've given you guys some really uh, good, scary movies in the past couple years. Um, I'm going to give you a, a little list here. So for my son this year for Halloween, I have picked. The original Creepshow movie, um, that one, I think it's kind of age-appropriate. It's it's really hard to find good horror movies without a bunch of nudity in it. And, you know, it doesn't that sort of thing doesn't matter um, as you get older and stuff. But when you're trying to show horror movies to your kids, you're like, eh, let's, let's cut that out and let's see what we can find. I'm actually having a hard time with that. Um, <clears throat> so number two on the list is The Lost Boys. Uh, it's about vampires. It's got Alex Winter, Kiefer Sutherland, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. Great movie. Uh, holds up. And it's about vampires. So that one's good. Uh, I grew up watching that one. That's a fun one. Um, I was thinking maybe. This is this is on the, the, on the fence of the Blair Witch Project. Uh, that movie terrified me when it came out. But I had never seen anything like that before. And I think kids today are so desensitized. Um, Plus, it's all in black and white, so I don't know if he'll actually sit through it. Uh, Monster Squad, because I, I grew up with that one too, but you got to watch for the F-bombs. And uh, 
not the not the normal f word, but the uh, the really bad one you shouldn't say. So uh, if you can get past that, uh, it's it's a great movie. They fight the Universal monsters. That's a, it's a bunch of kids getting together at, like the Goonies. It's like horror Goonies. Uh, Night of the Comet is another one that I've got on my list that I grew up watching as a kid. Um, <clears throat> about a comet that comes by and wipes out the Earth, and you got a few survivors. Uh, teenage girls going to the mall, cheerleading outfits and bazookas, man. I mean, or uh, all automatic weapons. Uh, the last one I got on my list for him this year so far, and this might change, I want to show him Maximum Overdrive. It's a Stephen King movie. It's got Emilio Estevez in it. It's about a comet that goes over the Earth. See, like that of the comet. And it makes all the machines come to life. And not only that, but it makes the machines want to kill. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's these, this group of people that get stuck in a diner where the, the trucks hold them hostage. Um, sounds weird, but it, it, it was a really good movie when I was a kid. And maybe he'll like that one. It was pretty fun. Everyone remembers the big Green Goblin truck, you know. So um, speaking of um, what else, what else, what else? Horror-related stuff before we get into our stuff today. We're going to have a long episode, and that's okay with me. Um Count Chocula is out, and they actually have put out a, their own brand of cereal bars this year. And I found one, 7-Eleven, uh, the other day. It was like two bucks for this little chocolate cereal bar. And I was like, well, that's cool. i got to find more of these at a cheaper price, right? So you go to Amazon where you find everything. They had a whole case of them for like 20 bucks. It, I, it, it equivalated to like 60 cents a bar, so much better deal. But it's Count Chocula in cereal bar form, and that was pretty wild. I liked that. And so I got a case of that. I've been been snacking on those for breakfast and stuff. Um, <clears throat> they also put out a couple years ago, because you know I love board games, uh, this, this board game called the Monster Crunch Board Game. It's Count Chocula, um, Tutti Frutti, Frankenberry, Booberry. Um, who's the... I don't know. They're all there, and... Uh, you have to build your bowl of cereal. It's a it's a fun family board game based around the universe of monsters, and I think that's pretty cool. So, um, what else? What else? What else? I think that was all of my rants and raves for this week, which uh, turned out to be as long as a normal episode of the show. So you can tell I'm really excited to be doing this. Um, I don't know. Let's... Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, what we're going to do here is I'm going to play a song like I always do, and then we're going to get into our spooky story of the week. So thanks for sticking around. I'm so glad to be doing this, and uh, I'm really excited for Halloween. As you can see, I'm already ranting for 30 minutes because I I love this month, and I, I'm hoping to have some good episodes this month. Uh, we're going to hit 100, 100 episodes here soon. And uh, stay with it, man, because uh, I got some I got some cool stuff coming up. In the beginning, I was just a shadow. I 
All right, what a way to kick off a new uh, podcast, a new month, and the whole month of October by uh, doing an Alice Cooper song. And that's what I love to do. That's what I'm here to do for you guys. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed in that one because I was really excited to record it, and it, I, it came out beautiful. And I was listening to it in my headphones on the, on the computer here after I had done it. I'm like, yeah, this sounds amazing. This is great. Saved it and uh, stuck it in my iPod, put it in the car, and all the vocals got lost. So it sounded great in the headphones, but uh, the actual mix uh, didn't turn out that well. So I actually had to re-record it for this episode. And uh, I'm really excited with the way it turned out. Uh, it's an Alice Cooper song called I Am Made of You. And um, pretty epic uh, way to kick this off, I think. So um, how do we start this? Well... Let's see. And you know I get all my stuff from Listverse, and um, yeah, there's that. So, <clears throat> there likely isn't a country, city, town, or village in the world that does not have some sort of scary legend that makes up part of its history. Uh, whether loosely based on fact or a story from an imaginative mind, urban legends have been around for a long time. And uh, they will probably continue to be told for generations. And this list... Uh, is some lesser-known urban legends that may have potential to raise the neck or hairs of even the most fearless listeners. So, um, and this one's cool. Number eight on the list is the Drowned Boy of Hawaii. And uh, before I start that, I will say a couple years ago when my wife and I went down to Hawaii for our anniversary, we looked up a lot of the urban legends and scary stories that went along with uh, everything in Hawaii. Because I want to... I wanna, Know all that stuff before you go into a new town or city. You know, what are the locals afraid of? And uh, this one, the Drowned Boy of Hawaii. So, uh, basically, a, a small village on the big island of Hawaii is the center of paradise living as well as a tragedy that haunts its residents to this day. Now, it's said that a group of children were playing alongside a pond in the village of in 1947 when one boy lost his footing and fell into the water. His friends ran to get help immediately, and rescue divers were on the scene within minutes. Uh, when the divers located the boy at the bottom of the pond, they were shocked to see his lifeless body propped up on a rock. It was as though the boy was sitting calmly while waiting to be rescued. His eyes and mouth were wide open, and his body swayed along with the movement of the water. The divers shook off the chills creeping down their spines and brought the body back to the surface. While the villagers tried to forget about the tragedy and move on with their lives, it seemed that the drowned boy refused to let them, and reports soon surfaced of unseen fingers tugging at the pants of those who walked alongside the pond. People became convinced that the spirit of the dead boy had remained in the water. They believed that he wanted to drag the living into the pond to join him in his watery grave. Years passed without further incident, then one day a young boy was strolling along the shore of the pond when something dragged him in. His father, who was walking ahead of the boy, turned to see his, his son disappearing into the water. When divers found the youngster, he was also perched on a rock with his eyes and mouth open. Fortunately, the boy was resuscitated once the divers brought him back to the surface, and after this incident, villagers started hearing a plaintive cry from the pond in the darkness of night. It's rumored that the crying will continue until the boy finds a substitute to replace his spirit in the depths of the pond. Pretty creepy, and I know from experience when we went down to Hawaii, um, I had gotten into the ocean for the very first time in my whole life. We had bought scuba gear and all this stuff, and I just wanted to see inside the water uh, with the GoPro and stuff. <clears throat> 
And before I knew it, I got pulled into the current and pulled under. And it's it's scary. And a couple of the locals dove in and pulled me out, thankfully. But now I get that, man. That's that's a creepy story. So number seven, beware of long ear, which uh, does not sound very. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Here we go. Somalia is famous for crime, piracy, kidnapping, and terrorist attacks. The country is one of the least developed in the world, and over 70% of its citizens live in poverty. Mothers who raise children there go to extremes to keep their kids safe from the threats surrounding them. Hence, these ladies sometimes use the legend of long ear to dissuade children and teenagers from exploring the forest in Somalia, especially if they live nearby. <clears throat> Longear is a cannibalistic woman who is said to prefer lost children. She hangs around forests, keeping her one long ear on the ground to hear the sound of youngsters who can't find their way out. And should she happen upon a young lost soul, she will eat that child <coughs> alive in a matter of minutes. And to make the, the story even more terrifying for Somali kids who are thinking of disobeying their parents... Uh, and their warnings, it's said that Long Ear has a special penchant for eating children who have no manners and do not listen to their parents. I feel that. Uh, Long Ear needs to come visit my house, right? <laughs> Number six, the rolling calves of Jamaica. Um, Jamaica is an island in the Caribbean well known for its lush rainforests, fantastic beaches, pungent rum, and world-class coffee. Uh, people come from all over the world to experience all Jamaica has to offer, whether it is the breathtaking views or activities such as water sports and hikes and the beautiful greenery. However, if you find yourself yearning for a nighttime stroll while in Jamaica, keep an eye out for rolling calves. They are said to be the spirits of people who were evil in life, uh, butchers in particular. <clears throat> a rolling calf is exactly what it sounds like, a creature that resembles a calf and rolls along the road. One of its eyes is red and can spew fire. You'll know a rolling calf is behind you when you hear the rattling of its chains. Um, according to other versions of the legend, both eyes are red and fire spews from the creature's nostrils. Sometimes its hind legs are those of a goat, while one foreleg is human and the other is that of a horse. Uh, rolling calves block the way of walking travelers, and once a traveler starts running away, the creature will chase the person down with the intent to torture them. If you come face-to-face -face with a rolling calf, you can distract it by throwing objects on the ground for it to count. Or you can start running to the nearest crossroads and get there ahead of it. Alternatively, you can find a tarred whip and keep it handy on those nighttime walks. Beating a rolling calf with a tarred whip held in your left hand will send it rolling or running for the hills. So that one's kind of interesting, right? Number five, the price is three sacks. According to the legend, a long time ago in an unnamed village in Scotland, a witch appeared from the surrounding forest to warn the villagers to stop cutting down the trees to make way for more farmland. Now this, to me, doesn't sound like a witch. It sounds like the Lorax, right? <laughs> uh, she threatened to make all their land, as well as the, all the women in the village, infertile if they ignored her warning. A deal was struck between the villagers and the witch that only a small part of the forest could be cleared. In return, the villagers had to leave one sack of produce at the edge of the forest after each harvest. Things remained peaceful for centuries. Then one day, a new generation of villagers tore down almost the entire forest to build a mill. The witch returned to promise uh, suffering because of the broken treaty. 
The villagers grabbed the witch and hanged her. With her last breath, she exclaimed that the price was now three sacks of produce. The owner of the mill was terrified of the witch even after her death and dutifully placed three sacks of produce at the edge of the forest after each harvest. His crops grew abundantly, and in time, he became a father to three beautiful daughters. <clears throat> Eventually, however, the mill owner grew complacent and greedy. He stopped paying his due. The very next morning, after he failed to pay the three sacks of produce for his harvest, his youngest daughter went missing. While the village railed, uh, rallied to look for the girl, the mill started running. Suddenly, the workers cried out in alarm. Between the millstones ran uh, rivulets of blood. The mill owner's daughter was discovered caught and crushed between them. By the 1960s, an old crumbling silo stood in place of the mill. A young boy was dared to stay in the silo overnight to determine if it was haunted by the witch or the young girl who had died in the mill. When his friends found him the next morning, they were shocked to see that the boy had broken both his ankles when he jumped from the silo loft. Asked why he had done that, he said that several empty grain bags inside the mill had come to life and were dragging themselves toward him to overpower him. <clears throat> Pretty creepy, man. Pay the piper, right? Number four, eight feet tall. Japan. Uh, Japan is the center of many creepy legends. Who can forget the slit-mouthed woman or the tiki-tiki, the ghost of a young woman who fell onto a railway line and had her body cut in half by a train? She drags her upper half of the body around on her elbows, all the while making the tiki-tiki sound. She, she chases unwitting victims, and when she catches them, cuts them in half to make them suffer in the same way she did. <clears throat> Children are seemingly not safe in Japan either, especially since a demon named Eight Foot Tall, named Eight Feet Tall, uses a masculine voice to call out "po, po, po," in an attempt to lure kids between the ages of nine and eleven. Eight Feet Tall often takes the form of a 244 244 centimeter tall, eight foot woman, with long black hair. She wears all white and no shoes. Much like the girl from The Ring, right? And The Grudge. I don't know what it is. Black hair and white gowns. <coughs> Much like Slenderman, she stalks children for several days or even months. And when she spots a gap, she grabs the child to torture and kill him. Sometimes Eight Feet Tall takes the form of a trusted family member to lure a child away even faster. Now, there's nothing scarier than, uh, than child predators, especially right now. So that's a, that's a pretty creepy legend, Japan. Three, Seven Sisters Road. In the early 1900s, a young man became engaged to a during a massive argument with his parents inside. I mean, let me start that over. Words. So, sometimes, sometimes uh, my brain works faster than my tongue. So, in the early 1900s, a young man became enraged during a massive argument with his parents inside the house he shared with them and Seven Sisters. He stormed out without resolving the issue and paced the woods close to home. A plan formed in his mind, and he waited until his parents left the house. He went back inside and led his sisters out, one at a time, hanging each one by the neck from separate trees that stood in a perfect row. Many years later, the seven trees had to be cut down to make way for a road just a few miles south of Nebraska City. This road became known as the Seven Sisters Road, after reports emerged of screams echoing through the night and car headlights dimming on their own as motorists travel along. Some drivers claim to have heard bells ringing in the darkness. Others say 
they have seen red eyes staring at them from the shadows. Another version of the legend says that the father is the one who hanged his seven daughters from the trees to get back at his wife for allegedly cheating on him. Either way, man, that's that's pretty messed up and uh, pretty creepy. And I've never been on that Nebraska road, and I don't want to, honestly. So, <clears throat> Number two, check behind you. It seems like something straight out of a horror movie. Apparently, a legend from Sydney tries to teach drivers to check their rearview mirrors to see if any unwanted passengers have slipped into their back seats without the motorist knowing. Along Wakenhurst Parkway, which connects Seaforth to Narrabeen, lies Deep Creek Reserve. The reserve is known for unexplained murders and paranormal activity. Several motorists who travel this road have reported their car radio suddenly malfunctioning or car doors locking for no apparent reason. One of the explained tales tells the story of Kelly, a girl who was attacked and murdered along the Wakehurst Parkway in the 1970s. Kelly appears in the back seat of an unsuspecting driver's vehicle and runs the car off the road if the driver does not notice her. If he does see her, he should yell, Get out, Kelly, to avoid becoming another road accident statistic. Uh, during the filming of the movie The Parkway Hauntings, the cast and crew were left terrified after an encounter with Kelly. A deep glow appeared behind the actor portraying Kelly and remained even after all camera lights were switched off. The actor started feeling extremely cold and said afterward that she felt frozen to the spot. Uh, producer Bianca Biasi found the experience so disturbing that she vowed never to return to Deep Creek Reserve or drive along Wakehurst Parkway again. So there's another movie we got to see, man. The Parkway Hauntings. Write that one down. Uh, number one. <clears throat> on our list here is the vanishing hotel room. Um, in 1889, a mother and daughter were traveling through Europe when the mother suddenly fell ill. After arriving in Paris, the duo booked a room in a luxury hotel and the mother went to bed immediately. Her daughter was concerned and sent for the resident doctor. The physician gave the mother a prescription and the daughter set off on a frustrating journey. She walked along the city, struggling to find an Apocrythy or anyone who spoke English as she did not speak French. After finally returning to the hotel with the medicine, the daughter was astonished to find that the hotel room was empty and her mother was gone. What's more, the room looked completely different. The curtains, carpet, and wallpaper all sported different patterns. The daughter looked around for their luggage to confirm that she was in the right room, but it was nowhere to be found. Finding a cleaning lady outside the room, the daughter asked if the woman had seen her mother. The cleaning lady simply stared at her and turned around and walked away. Approaching other hotel staff elicited the same response. All the staff, as well as the hotel manager, denied ever having seen the mother and daughter before. <clears throat> the daughter ran off to the embassy. She hoped that someone would be able to help her, but the officials there decided she was insane and sent her to a mental institution. Being trapped in the asylum with no one, with who would listen to her story, the daughter went insane for real and died a few a few years later. So those are your eight urban legends that you might not have ever heard of. And uh, if you ask me, they're pretty creepy. So what do you think, man? Do you guys have some cool urban legends where you're at? Uh, write to me at justokpod at gmail.com. I like to know different urban legends per region, state, um, all kinds of cool stuff like that. I like to hear scary stories, and uh, that's what I'm going to be doing this month. Scary stories, movie recommendations, all kinds of cool stuff. 
packed into uh, these episodes for this week. So, next segment we were going to get into is our trivia. And uh, I've always got some some cool kiss trivia for you guys. So, we're going to hit that and uh, take it from there. So from my archives here, I can tell you, and I remember when this aired on October 30th, 1998, Kiss made an appearance on the show, uh, on the TV crime thriller Millennium. Um, and they all played different characters as well as themselves, uh, Ace, Peter, Paul, and Gene. So my question to you this week is, what was the name of the character Paul Stanley played on Millennium? So... Uh, go ahead and answer that question. Uh, you can write to me on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. Or you can email me at justokpod at gmail.com. Another bit of exciting news I got to tell you guys that I just found out about. Um, <clears throat> my podcast was actually picked up, um, and I, I haven't looked to, to find it yet, but I got an email confirming it, and everything's everything I believe is good. Um, my podcast is now on... Of course, SoundCloud and iTunes, but it was also picked up on Amazon Music as well as Audible. So if you have both of those, you can check out this podcast is just okay. Uh, from what I'm told, it's there. Um, go ahead and check that out. Let me know how it is. Um, write to me on the Facebook page because I do a lot of stuff there. Um, or I'm on Instagram too at kissmember34. It's a personal Instagram account, and I do podcast stuff, which I should probably separate the two, but I don't, you know. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. We are one step closer to episode 100. Uh, we're going to make that pretty fun, I guess. I don't know. I mean, technically, if you take the mini episodes and the Goosebumps episodes I do, we're over 100. But officially, this podcast is just okay, is almost to 100 episodes. And I'd like to get to those 100 episodes so that I can uh, retire quietly. Or, <laughs> just kidding, keep the show going and make it more professional and awesome sounding. So, <clears throat> until then, check it out. Uh, have you guys, have yourselves a week. Listen to the uh, uh Check out the uh, movies that I recommended. Check out Shudder if you haven't done it already because they got some really cool stuff. Um, answer the trivia question. Again, have yourselves a week, and I will catch you all next time. <laughs>